Welcome to the PowerShell News Podcast. I'm your host, Haja Dalawal. And I'm the co-host, Mick Pletcher. Hey, Mick. Hey, Harjit. What's going on? Not much, not much. You've been uh, watching uh, CES, huh? Yep. It's been <coughs> a really exciting event, and uh, I'm definitely uh, got some uh, game-changing cha- news that's come across it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely been worth watching. You're, you're getting one of the new uh, electric cars, aren't you? No. Nope. Actually, you know, I was going to get a Mercedes Benz until I watched CES and they came out with the new. Uh, well, actually, it's been there for a few years, four years now, but the uh, it's called Comma 2 and it's a, a open source autopilot. And uh, I'm actually going to go with the Honda Civic Sport Touring and it integrates right with it and gives you the same thing that Tesla does. Does it have PowerShell commandlets for it? I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I won't be surprised. Seriously, you know, we're getting to that point now. It's like the PowerShell's into everything. So it know, is. There'll be some modules for it and things like that. Yeah. So anyway, so we got a great show today. It's our first show of the of 2020. Um, you know, we're kicking it off with a very special guest and uh, you know, and a good friend of ours. So let's bring him on. We have um, you know Jason Helmick. Welcome, Jason. Hey, Harjeet, it's really great to be with you guys on the PowerShell News Podcast. How are you guys doing today? Not too bad. Not too bad. Doing great. Well, I just just have to say this is a really exciting day for us. Um, So all of the engineers are locked into a room today, and we're doing a -a Docathon because of all of the stuff that we've written for the new release for PowerShell 7. Um, we got to make sure we've got all of the great documentation ready to go. So there's nothing funnier than seeing a room full of engineers forced oh to write documentation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And <laughs> hey, when is this coming out? So, so, oh yeah, this is a, yeah, let me talk about the release of PowerShell 7. So, yes. the, uh, <laughs> So if you guys haven't seen on Twitter, and I don't know when when everybody's going to be listening to this podcast, but I just want to point out that um, we were originally going to release here in January of 2020. And what so what we did is we put out a release candidate um, just before the holidays uh, so that everybody had a chance to play with it and that kind of thing over the, the holidays as they're eating cookies and stuff. Yep. And we got a couple of uh, commits that we took. Um, from this RC that, and when we looked at them, there were a couple of things we looked at that were low risk, but they were they were inching just a little bit above low risk. And quite honestly, we sat there and our lead, uh, uh, Steve Lee, you know, made the hard decision that, you know right. what, the right thing to do is we, we need to test this again. So Do before, it right. Uh, do it right. Yeah. yeah exactly. And so yeah. we decided to do the right thing and delay it a few weeks. And I mean, when you when you kind of look at it, I mean, we know the the community. We know our customers really well. It, you know, it's one of those things where we're, we're releasing this out to our friends and we don't want to – we wanted to do the right thing. So we delayed it for a few weeks. So what we're going to do is this is we're going to release about mid-February. I can't give you the exact date, but I'm thinking that it'll be just after Valentine's Day, maybe that week of the 17th. But to keep things in perspective here, while we're going to release 7.0 on that date, I just want to give a note. We have a lot of people that, that follow us on the preview releases. And so we are going to start releasing, believe it or not, around that same time, uh, preview releases uh, starting with 7.1 for oh. its eventual release as well. So if you're on the preview 
train and you're one of our early adopters that likes to stay on that preview train, we're going to keep keeping that engine moving forward. If you're waiting for this release, we are we are anxiously working on it. And so we're looking forward to get it out to you mid-February. We're very excited about it. So you that's can, awesome. You, you can work you can run the preview and the um the full-blown uh, side by side, right? Yeah, when we hit GA, you'll be able to have uh, uh, both of them. So uh, I, if, you, if you've not worked with the previews before, and if you're somebody that would like to, I encourage it. When okay. you install that, it's running side by side with your release version of PowerShell. So you'll type PWSH-Preview to run the preview, or you can just run your regular PowerShell. So that makes it easier for you to do testing and things like that. So. Okay. Yeah, so we want to make sure that that uh, you know everybody knows that you know if you're on that preview train that that guy still keeps going, and we're we're very excited for this release of seven out. Well, I will mention one thing that I noticed uh, actually this week. So we're working on the uh, 1909 upgrade of our systems here at the firm. And when I started testing with 1909, I noticed that when I opened PowerShell up afterwards, it's it mentions about PowerShell seven. Yeah. <laughs> so what we've got, and I'm not going to be able to cover all of them right here, uh, but we've got a lot of new features. And one of the ones that you just ran into is the new version notification. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll let you know. Yeah, this way people know if they, you know, if you're on uh, the regular release schedule, you know, you'll get an update notification for a new release. If you're on the preview release schedule, you'll get notified when we release new previews. Just makes it easier so that you can make sure that you're, you know, up to date where you're doing your development. How sure. often do the uh, previews uh, uh, will be released? Like, uh, is it like a monthly thing? You know, that's a great question. And our cadence is to normally get it out on a monthly kind of cadence. So we, we do it as a monthly release. But, you know, just kind of with everything, again, we've had a lot of success with the 7.1 previews. One of the reasons is because they're pretty rock solid. So, you know, if there's some reason that we, we hold up a preview release, it's probably to get a fix in or something like that. But, yeah, we're pretty much right. on the cadence. Right, because, uh, you know, like the System Center product, uh, you know, Config Manager, uh, they have the tech preview and it comes out every month, right? Yeah. And every three, four months, then, you know, all that stuff is baked in into, uh, you know, the production version. So, and yeah, so it just keeps going. Yeah, and the, uh, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting thing. We are definitely on a, on a on a very agile release schedule and a very, you know, agile development schedule. And even though, you know, a lot of us are running around trying to get, make sure all of our, 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 our T's are crossed and our I's are dotted for the release of 7.0, our engineers <laughs> are working on the next one. So, um, and we, we definitely want feedback on those, those previews for 7.0. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Are you, are you using user voice for that? Um, you know what? So here's one of the interesting things is that PowerShell, because we are an open source product, one of the interesting things is, is everything that we're thinking about, everything that we're doing and all of that is discussed in the uh, RFCs and the issues list. So if you go to PowerShell slash PowerShell, where you can also download um, the latest versions, you'll see that we keep everything public right there. And so that's where we have the okay. discussions. And so you'll see issues out there and we want you to comment on the issues or comment on the RFCs. That's where we get our biggest feedback from. Um, as as many open source products do. Oh, that's awesome. That's great to know. Yeah. 
Yeah, it also makes it a little bit, you know, we're releasing 7.0, but the thing is, is, you know, in the old days, we used to be able to, um, you know, we, at the release, we could unveil this, this amazement <laughs> to everybody. And, I'm, and, and the thing is, I know we're not on camera, but I'm actually using my arms right now to create this giant <laughs> unveiling. And, and I, want that, I, I really want that effect. But one of the things is, is, is one of my friends pointed out, hey, man, all your stuff's public on the RFCs. We know what you're doing. And it's like, <laughs> I know. So suspend, suspend that for a second and just go with me on the unveiling of 7-0. We are really, we are really proud of this release because really the – the, the main tactic, or the, I don't want to say tactic, our main strategic view of, of PowerShell 7 is a little bit different because a lot of people were kind of thinking that, you know, they had Windows PowerShell 5.1 and they've been using that and they saw us release PowerShell 6.0 and they, they, they kind of, a lot of people viewed that as, well, that's the Linux release. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. it's not the way we viewed it, but we knew that we had a lot of compatibility issues with with Windows 5.1 really around the modules, right? The modules right. that were written for the full version of the .NET framework that ran on Windows, well, you don't have that full .NET framework on Linux or Mac, so that was one of the challenges. Well, that's one of the primary focuses for PowerShell 7 was to bring up that Windows compatibility so that you can put PowerShell 7 on Windows. And for a lot of folks right now, it's a huge improvement. They don't even notice the bump. They never miss PowerShell 5.1. That's what the goal is with 7 is to get rid of that idea that, well, PowerShell Core was just for Linux. No, this is not called PowerShell Core. This is called PowerShell 7, and it's for everybody, Windows and Linux. And really what the point here is, is that we've put such a huge investment into the Windows compatibility along with new features, is that you shouldn't feel the bump, we hope, and so far right. we haven't seen one, from moving from 5.1 to 7 if you're on Windows, and it runs great on Windows and your stuff works. And if you're on uh, Mac or Linux, you're still getting a great product that's been updated that you're already accustomed to that also is compatible with the Windows 5.1. So we're, we're hoping that um, a lot of people that have been hanging out on, on, on PowerShell 5.1 will now make that, that leap so that they can get the benefit of all of the new investments that we've been making. And we, we of course, want everybody's feedback if that isn't Case, but you know our preview releases have been really rock solid, and we've spent a huge effort on this. So we we think everybody's going to be pretty happy. So we want everybody to take a look at this if they can. So what's the what's the upgrade path that you recommend uh, end users do from 5.1 to 7? We're going to have some docs on that, but it's really simple. Install okay. 7. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. Now, here's the thing. It runs side by side with Windows PowerShell 5.1. So you're not losing Windows PowerShell 5.1. So if you're like, hey, look, I'll, I don't know if I trust you, but I want to try PowerShell, yeah. go right ahead. Because to run Windows PowerShell 5.1, you type the word PowerShell. To run PowerShell 7, you type PWSH. So they're side by side. You can still have them both. In fact, one of my favorite things to do, and, and if um, 
if uh, people start uh, watching uh, my little uh, YouTube videos of the show, they'll start seeing me do this quite a bit. I love the new Windows terminal. I mean, I really love the new Windows terminal. And I can, in tabs, have PowerShell 7, PowerShell 6, PowerShell 5. Wow. Ready to oh, go. wow. Yeah, so, and, you know, a lot of us, they, we, you know, we're doing things uh, where we connect and we use one of my favorite tools to use is Cloud Shell. Um, and so Windows Terminal, the new terminal, I've got PowerShell 7, you know, the RC candidate. I've got Windows PowerShell 5.1 and I've got Cloud Shell. Every time I open up that terminal, they're all ready to go. So wow, we've tried awesome. make it's really easy for you to do your own assessment and evaluation and I think people that are using PowerShell 5.1, I think that they'll come to the same conclusion that many people already have, which is, yep, now's the time to move forward. And we want you to move forward with us because, well, we are moving forward. PowerShell yeah, 7 yeah. and above is, is the direction that we're going. And all of our thoughts and considerations are on that. So, Well, it's so, nice that uh, you leave the PowerShell 5 there because I know like for, for myself, I mean, I still, I've got a lot of PowerShell uh, scripts in our build here. And, you know, at least it's running um, side by side so I can slowly migrate over. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Mick. And I think... You know, for a lot of folks, you know, I, and I get this question. I, I don't know about you guys, but I've had this question for years uh, about, you know, you know, uh, a command prompt. When are they going to get rid of command prompt? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And is that probably about 10 years ago, I asked Jeffrey Snover that, and he just whipped around, looked at me and said, my kids will be learning command prompt. In other words, <laughs> probably not going anywhere. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. I still use command prompt for, for a few things. Like I just. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I had a a former colleague about nine years ago, and uh, one day he, he was he was trying to copy these files across the domain, and they were enormous files. And, and you know how you know when you copy and paste, you're doing it across the domain, it's going to fail at some point. And right. I said, well, let's use Robocopy. And he says, Robocopy, what's that? And I opened up command prompt, and he said to me, he said. Ooh, I don't use that stuff. He said that's for old people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Command Prompt yeah, is right. still in Windows, and it probably will be for a long time. And I just want to point out that PowerShell 5.1 is probably going to be there a long time too. So that's so that was my that was my next question to you: is that are we able to expect uh, PowerShell 7 to be the default PowerShell in Windows 10? You know sometime this year you know? you know what that's a that's a really great question and a, the best way i can answer that is just by you know telling you truthfully and honestly it's really really hard to get powershell into windows uh, oh really okay. it's it, it's it's pretty challenging to get powershell into windows but we are working on ways to make that very easy for everybody not just um, you know, you go out and you install a package, but we've started putting making sure that PowerShell is on the store, for example. So if you're All on the right. you can grab it from the store. We're, we've got a variety of, of, of interesting new ways that we're working on so to make it as easy as possible. But, you know, you can go to the website. You can download it, um, whatever version you need, right from our GitHub repo at PowerShell PowerShell. You can 
Uh, when we uh, put this up for GA and it releases, you can get it from the store. We also have a, a new way called uh, using the .NET Global Tools, mainly for guys in, in CICD, but it's a really fast, simple way to ensure that PowerShell is installed on your system. So okay. we're going to have a variety of ways to make sure that it's really easy for you to have it there so that you can start working with it. Well, while okay. talking about um, availability, uh, you brought up about the new terminal window. How do they get that? Well, that's that, and I'm not exactly sure what you're asking. Uh, the new, oh yeah, I, oh, I do know what you're asking. They can get that from the <laughs> store as well. So now I, I don't, I haven't talked to the terminal team in a few weeks. I don't know mm -hmm. what their release cadence is and all that, but it's currently available in the store and. Um, I think it's a pre-release right now, uh, but yeah, everybody can get it, I think. So don't quote me on that. Um, I'm not the terminal guy, but I can tell you this. I use it every single day, and it's just, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, Ooh. it's something that I really like. So even in its current state, it works perfectly for me. Um, uh, yeah, big fan. Nice. Now, there's something else I want to give, uh, I want to kind of let everybody know about that's probably, you know, it's going to be really hard to find this in the documentation, even when we get it out there. In part of this strategic move of, of, of trying to get uh, everybody that's using 5.1 to take a serious look at PowerShell 7, we also know that there's a huge community of folks that are just seriously committed to loving the ISE. Um, yes. C is something, you know, you know, we're not developing on that anymore. And there are a lot of reasons for that. Um, what we have been spending our time on is VS Code, specifically the PowerShell extension. And I want to give you out a note here that might be really helpful. If you look at VS Code, it's it's and if you're used to the ISC, I understand that VS Code has got a lot of buttons and things on it that you just don't need for you and your use in PowerShell, and it can be very confusing at first. That's true. So, so here's what I would like people to consider. I'd like people to consider whether it's worth an investment in their learning to spend time with VS Code, and, and here's why. I know you're getting what you need from the ISE, but that's not necessarily going to be true as we go down this road in the future because we're spending all of our time on the new development in PowerShell 7, and we are not going backwards to the ISE. So you're losing view of what you can see. So I'm wondering if people will consider that maybe it's worth the investment in learning to start to look at VS Code and to help people with that. What Tyler, who's worked so hard on this PowerShell extension in VS Code, one right. of the things that he's done is he's made it so you can get it to look and act just like the ISE, but you're getting all of the new features of the language plus everything that we're going to do in the future plus let's say you add something to your repertoire. Let's say you don't need GitHub and repos today, but let's say tomorrow you do. Well, VS Code already supports that. So here's here's the tip. When you go out and you grab today, it's in preview. So it's it's the VS Code PowerShell extension, and it's the one that's in preview today. But when we release, it'll be the release version of it. Go to the command palette in VS Code. So there's uh you can look at the view menu. You can see how to get into the command palette. Okay. In the command palette. Type the word ISE, and you're going to see an option that says enable ISE mode. 
when you enable ISE mode, it flips all of VS Code to be as close as we can make it to the ISE so that it's wow. familiar to you. You get the command layout. It it's, uses the same color syntaxing. You get what you expect to see. So what we, we did this so it'd be really easy for people that are comfortable with the ISE to shift to VS Code and start experiencing the benefits of VS Code, even if it doesn't, you know, isn't necessary yeah. today. Sure. But it's it moving forward. And, and the reason that we need people to do this is because we're delivering all of our new features through the PowerShell extension in VS Code and not in ISE. So, okay. so join us on this. And if you join us on this, then go out to the issues that we have on PowerShell PowerShell, and you can start to tell us about if you run into anything that we didn't see. We've done a lot of testing on this. We have a lot of people that have been committed to the ISE that just love it. And yeah. VS Code is the way to go. Now, I know this makes me sound like I'm a sales guy, and I probably should no. <laughs> this part. But here's the thing. I'm talking about the ISE and VS Code. Both of them are free. So they're both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're both made by Microsoft. So I, I'm, I'm kind of a lousy sales guy, right? Um, no, I, I, <laughs> commend, I commend you and your team for this because um, – there is a, a harder adoption of VS Code, like you said before. It's true. There's a lot of bells and whistles. Yeah. There's a lot of different things. You're like, wait, how am I? How do I pull my my script in? And if I'm, you know, and you got all these extensions and stuff. I didn't need all of that stuff in in ISC. And ISC is just like simple, clean, easy. You know, it does what it needs to do. But if you're doing this thing, you're giving them an option. They're kind of using it, but actually they're not. But at the same point in time, they're also learning VS Code, as, you know, as they progress through it. You know, it's like. Well, uh, and, that's, and that's exactly one of the reasons why we wanted to put this investment into yeah. it, is that we understand, you know, and let's face it. You know, it's easy for somebody to casually kind of say, what, you need to learn VS Code? <laughs> Take a couple of days over the weekend. It's a piece of cake. It's not that kind of learning investment is not that easy for a lot of folks. I mean, I am. No, it's not. That. No. That's a lot of time and effort. And you don't know if you're going to get a bang for your buck. So what we really wanted to do is it's easy for me to sit here and say, I know for a fact that you're going to get a bang for your buck. But that's yeah. still a heavy lift. So we wanted to make it as easy as possible for people to both transition to VS Code and make it still look like the ISE, while at the same time, just like you said, you can gradually start to learn the VS Code features as it starts to apply to your job. And you'll know that if you're on VS Code, even if it looks just like the ISE, you're not being left behind with any new features that may come out in a preview or, or in the next release, that kind of thing. Right. No, this is amazing. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, you know, one thing that is also interesting about VS Code is the last time I used it, it had a, a pop up in the bottom right saying you're using an old version of uh, PowerShell. Uh, and then it mentioned about using um, PowerShell 7.0. Yeah. You know what? We're going to put those notifications in, in VS Code, too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Right, yeah, but. and the thing is, though, I also want to make sure that you know that 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 all of our audiences are are kind of getting heard on this. We we spent a huge commitment um, uh, for the Windows PowerShell 5.1 guys to try to make their transition to the new release um, easier and 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 basically a better bang for their investment time. Right. This goes back to the sacred the sacred vow that Jeffrey originally made saying, hey, if you learn PowerShell, 
this will be the one tool to rule them all. We'll make sure that it, you know, we adopt the technologies that PowerShell will work for you in the situations that you work for. So right. we want everybody on that and moving forward. But besides the commitment to the Windows PowerShell 5.1 guys, we put in a huge commitment to our Linux audience as well. And um, using PowerShell cross-platform on Linux and Mac OS. I mean, I do probably most of my development on PowerShell on my Mac. Um, and so there's been a huge investment uh, again as well for but you use, you use a Mac? Yeah, yeah, I know. That's it sounds weird, doesn't it? It sounds really yeah. creepy and weird. I have um, at my desk, I've got a Windows laptop and I've got a Mac laptop. I mean, oh, with a cross-platform product. Right. And, and here's the here's the thing. I'm going to tell you guys a secret. You might be interested to know that sitting right here in the office with me, well, not at the moment, because they're all doing a dockathon if they know what's good for them. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the engineers, they develop and they work on Macs. We're a cross-platform product. We use both. We love, and I know guys kind of like smile and laugh when they see the logos that say, you know, Microsoft love Linux. <laughs> um, That's not a joke, guys. We we, we right. love Linux. We love no, Windows. You, you have to, product. Right? I mean, yeah. If you're not using it, you're not going to know how it works and and uh, and the issues and the, the the pain points that you know Linux folks have or Mac users exactly. have, right? Exactly. Yeah. We want to make sure that we're dog fooding what we say yes. as much as we possibly can. Now, look, we can't test everything extensively, and yes, we do our best, all that kind of stuff. But we know one thing: we can live our lives on Windows and Linux as other people do, and we do our development on that. So. Yeah, we. Wow, and it, that's it, amazing. Yeah, it surprises a lot of folks, but you know, if you think about a cross-platform, open-source product, we need to do the right thing, which means we need to understand what we're developing on, right? So. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so, and then we spend a lot of time on the audiences to bring everybody on with all of the new features for PowerShell 7, and to try to streamline this to make it easier for both Linux admins and the Windows PowerShell 5.1 admins to get on board. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. That's brilliant. And uh, yeah, and you know, there's a lot of like hooks with other products too, like VMware and stuff like that. And you know, um, that's, it's becoming more and more popular and stuff in the, you know, in the IT world right now. Yeah, so. definitely. And I, I would just say that, you know, we've got a lot of big uh, features in this release. And I mean, people may have heard about some of them, like the parallelism and for each object and secrets management. And we've got new ternary and pipeline chain operators. All of this stuff will be detailed for you in documentation and in our release notes when we release so that you can get up to speed really fast on what's new. You can start exploring what you've done with previous versions of PowerShell and the code that you've written, and you can start to experiment and explore. And I think you're going to find what we've seen so far is if you're coming from Windows 5.1, it should just work. If you're yeah. platform, it's even better than it was before, and you're really going to enjoy it. So we have a good story on this, and we're, we're really going to try to help make sure that we all move forward together. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I was in um, Joey Aiello's session there at Microsoft Ignite, and yeah. the Turinary the and the um, Parallel were the coolest uh, additions that I, I heard him talk about. Yeah, we actually have a lot of really cool stuff, but I know there are some things that for each person, there are some things that just wakes up their brain. It's like, yeah, I really need that. <laughs> I use that, or I could have used that 10 years ago, you know. Um, boy, Mick, I'll tell you, that was a heck of an Ignite, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. a great example. You know, Joey's uh, uh, been, you know, pretty much touting the some of these really amazing features that we've spent a lot of time on. And I, I don't want the uh, Windows 5.1 PowerShell guys to think that we, we're not talking about them. No, we're talking about you and you using these features too. Join us on this journey. Right, right. Absolutely. So, so speaking of conferences, uh, PowerShell Summit is coming up. I mean, well, before that is MVP Summit. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So are you going to do, are you, I assume you're going to be around and probably. Yeah, so, some- yeah. So guys, this is really kind of weird for me this year. I'm used to <laughs> attending like the MVP Summit and the PowerShell Summit from a different angle, right? I, right. I, community, right? I, I, I just came to Microsoft pretty now recently. Now you're a blue so. badge, right? Yeah, I got a blue badge and everything, which is, you know, it's, it's still one of those. Every morning I walk up to Building 41 and I, I put my badge and I, I hope that it turns green and lets me in the door. So, <laughs> the, um, uh, uh, yeah, so the MVP Summit we're very excited about. And, of course, I'm going to be there. A lot of, uh, of us are going to be at the MVP Summit. So if you're an MVP and you're you're thinking about coming to the summit, um, do come. This is on PowerShell 7 and on as we move forward, PowerShell 7.1, what we're doing, what we're thinking, where we're going. So come on and join us for the MVP summit. Now, if you're working in PowerShell and you're looking for a place to go to learn more about something, yeah. uh, there are a lot of great conferences, but there is definitely one designed and has been designed for six years now to Focus on PowerShell and DevOps and all of the things that we do with PowerShell management and automation, and that's definitely the PowerShell Summit. And I'm, I'm yes. very fortunate that that a whole new crew has been taken over and running the PowerShell Summit. They're doing a fantastic job. It's bigger and better this year than it even was last year. So we're right. very excited. We're all going to be there. So. The engineers from the team, if you have a question, you want to sit down to lunch and talk to one of our engineers, you want to talk to Tyler about the PowerShell extension in VS Code, or you want to talk to Jim Truer about some of the cool, amazing things that he's doing um, for more of the Linux side and stuff like that, you can do that at the summit. You can just sit down, chat, hang out. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, what that is. Yeah, and see amazing sessions. So I really encourage, and I think, and guys, I'm not sure since I'm not, you know, involved in this, but I think I saw that they are selling out of tickets really. Yes, yes, they're getting, they're selling out pretty soon. Yeah, so probably by the end of the month. Yeah, and my best experience is, is that they've always been sold out either in January or before. So yeah. Definitely the time if you want to go. But yeah, we're going to be there. We're also doing it. We're going to do PS Conference in Europe um, and in Asia. And of course, we've got Build and Ignite. So we're going to be out there. We're going to be talking about the release of 7.0. We're going to be talking to people to see if there's anything that is blocking you from using VS Code and PowerShell 7 and see what we can do to get everybody on this journey with us because we've got some big improvements that we think is going to make a difference as we move forward with PowerShell. Yeah, this is this is really amazing that you guys are truly taking, um, you know, putting yourselves out there, <clears throat> making yourselves available, you know, reaching out to the community and you know, meeting the community. This is just huge. Um, you know, you can you can always sit back in your in your office in Redmond and just <laughs> code code away, right? And then, but not hear and feel and and you know have the, that kind of connection with the people who are actually using the product to, well, to tell you, right? 
Well, you know what? I I remember back to the old days of, of, of PowerShell when, I mean, it was almost a mandate. I mean, you had Bruce Payette and Lee Holmes and you had these guys in the very early on days running around to conferences, talking to IT pros to find out what they didn't like and what the problems with yes. nation were. Mm-hmm. These were the original designers and Jim Truer and Jeffrey Snover and all that. These were the people that were building this. Exactly. And you know, that's become the way of us in the community working together. We and the, this community, and a, a great example is when you look at the change log for the release of PowerShell 7, look at all of the people that contributed code from the community that got into this release. It's not just us coding this, it's you guys coding this. And so we have to talk to you, whether we want to or not, but we want to, and we want to communicate. So yeah, it's it's something where we're not doing our job, at least I don't think I'm doing Mm -hmm. my job. If I'm not talking to the community, finding out both the things they like and the things that they don't like and the challenges that they're facing so that we can try to get in front of some of these things and address them. So we want people to come up and say hi to us. We want people to shake our hands. Yes. We want people to tell us what we're doing wrong. We want people to tell us what they, you know, what they like so that we don't get rid of it. So, yes, communicate with us. You can do it with email, the RFCs, the issues, and come see us at conferences or user groups where we go. We want right. to see you. That's sure. awesome. And you know, and you know, you, you'll also by by doing this stuff, you'll run into somebody that is using you know PowerShell in a very different manner that you probably never heard of or never even thought of. But they have these workarounds that they you know through scripting and stuff like that. You're like, oh wait, maybe we can make it a little easier for you. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know. And some people, you know, are, are, yeah, I get this all the time. You know, you're a PowerShell expert. You know everything about PowerShell. Hey, man, PowerShell is a big platform that enables even bigger solutions. So, you know, I learn new things about PowerShell every single time I'm talking with somebody. I mean, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know you could do that. So, yeah, we, it's a huge learning investment that pays off every single time I'm around folks. Yeah. So we love some, of the things, some of the things that blows me away is that every now and then I'll see someone will write a PowerShell script that would, that would you know, do greetings like, you know, Merry, Merry Christmas or Happy New Year. And, you know, in, in like, you know, image form, I'm like, how the heck did they do that? <laughs> or, or, you know, even like play music. I'm like. What the heck did they do? How did they do this? It's just well, amazing the talent and, out there. It's and, and for me, it's it's <laughs> right now for me, yeah, it's it's like a kid in a candy store because I'll do something and I'll I'll like show it to Jim Truer or, or my lead Steve or something like that, and they'll kind of look at it and they'll smile and they'll go, yeah, that's really interesting. You could have done it quicker like this, and so right. like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So and, and you know that's a that's an interesting thing you say there because. You know, a lot of the code that I publish, um, people will come back and say, hey, it could have been done this way or could have been done that way. Well, you know, there's a lot of times and I think that's where a lot of people well, some get it uh, mistaken. There's lots of ways around writing the same thing. Jason, the one thing you guys need to do is actually um, disable the uh, ability to do um, 100 line um, one liners, which Mick does. (laughs) 
that's that's what, that's what we used to do is like scripting challenge. That you know. <laughs> no, so I mean, you bring up a really good point. So there's there is one of the things I think that people don't necessarily know is that everybody knows is that there are best practices and the best practices have been written out and we even have a tool to help you check your scripts for best practices. Because here's the funny thing. When Jim Truer writes some PowerShell stuff, it does look just like mine because we're both doing the best practices. It's okay. when we're playing with a particular technology and stuff like that. So, you know, one of the things is, is PS Script Analyzer checks your stuff to make sure oh. that you're doing the best practices. So check out PS Script Analyzer, especially since we've been putting in a lot of huge investments into that. And it's built in to be used with VS Code and it works magically. So another excuse to go to VS Code. Also, look at some of the resources that are out there. I know there's a great book written by Don Jones and Jeff Hicks on, on uh, advanced scripting tools. Um, that covers all of the best practices that have been collected for years from the community. And those are the best practices that are written in the PS Script Analyzer. So there's a lot of stuff. The community has built a lot of these best practices along with the development teams. So check that stuff out there. You know, if you're wondering whether your code is good code or not, we do have best practices and you can always up your game if you feel the need uh, oh, for that. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Okay. That's a good tip for our, our listeners. Definitely. So, yeah. So is there anything else uh, that you want to ask uh, Jason? You know, I'm, I'm still waving my arms to unveil this massive release, but basically I, I just want to <laughs> say, hey, Everybody join with us and, and start using PowerShell 7. We're, we're about to release it. Use VS Code in the PowerShell extension. Flip it to ISE mode so that we can start to work together and we can uh, use your feedback and we can evolve this ecosystem along with the product together as we're moving forward. So we hope that everybody will join us on this journey and, and give us some feedback. Yes, definitely. Do you guys have um, analytics, automated analytics that um – as people are using these these features like um, yes this is also very public record this is also out in our rfc's and publics we do have some basic analytics in nothing of course that that provides any kind of customer identification so basically we know and we we published this in a public dashboard um that i can get you the guys the link for it just escaped out of my head Okay. We basically know things like we know how many times PowerShell got started on Linux. We don't wow. know who, we don't know where, we don't know anything that would be like that. We just know, hey, we've got a whole bunch of startups um, on PowerShell. And let me just say that over the last several months, if you look at our public dashboard, you'll see a huge spike in PowerShell startups as there's been a huge additional adoption as we're approaching uh, the 7.0 release, a lot of people have been putting it out there. Matter of fact, it's so substantial, even we're a little bit shocked. So okay. this is definitely where everybody is going. Yeah, definitely share the link with us uh, for, for that dashboard. That's That'll be really handy. Yeah, yes. I'll follow up with you guys on that because I, I just escaped right out of my head. Okay. <laughs> well, one, one of the things that you know we also wanted to let everybody know is we are definitely going to be at the PowerShell Summit. Yay! Yeah, doing podcasts and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. So well, we're going to keep up. We're going to do daily podcasts every day. Oh, that's excellent. Well, that's great for everybody to know because there's going to be a ton of crazy information there. Oh, yeah. you got some of the, the industry's best speakers going to be there. 
And um, it's a nice and, you know, intimate, um, you know, size conference and you're going to get your one-on-ones and, and you, as you mentioned, Jason, you know, your team's available for, you know. Uh, to yeah, you know, it's one of the things that I just want to point out is I, I, you know, if you can make it to the summit, it pays off. And I know that the, the you know, you can go to a session and like so the sessions, especially in the past, have been recorded and out there. It's the conversations in the hallways and at, yes. and at the mm-hmm. event afterwards where you're sitting down talking to Jeffrey Snover and he looks at you and says, yeah, I might not do that. I might do it this way um, or go this direction. Yeah. Or that kind of stuff is invaluable. So if you have a chance to be there, don't just go to a session and then go back to the hotel. It's those conversations are worth every moment. Yeah, that's Absolutely. the mindset that I have, too, when I go to things like Ignite and stuff like that, too. You know, I'll just skip a bunch of sessions because, you know what, I can get to that later. Uh, but, you know, the the one-on-ones, you know, talking to maybe someone like you and and it's like, hey, listen, you know, I've been running into this problem and and. Uh, I just can't get anybody to help me out, and no one's listening to me. And you're like, you sit there, you're like, hold on, let's let's look at it together. Okay, boom, exactly. all right. You know, exactly. And that's why we, that's you know, that's why we as a, the PowerShell team, you know, we spend a huge investment at being there because we want to talk to everybody, we want to hear what everybody's talking about, and so that we can help that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I have to say, I just like you, Harjeet, I've gone through and. I've skipped a lot of sessions in the past yeah, so yeah. I have a lot of those side conversations to help me with what I'm working on that day. Yeah, right. it's really invaluable. That pays for the entire conference. Seriously, that's where your money is uh, worth is right, right there. Yeah, so, priceless. So. Yeah. So this has been a great show. You've shared a ton of information. A ton Good. Of tips. You- it's yeah, it's it's been incredible. I I mean, you know, we're gonna definitely have to write some of this stuff down so that we can, you know, put it in notes for for our viewers and stuff like that. Um, but it's been amazing. We can't wait to see what you guys do in the future or just down the road, maybe like next month. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's and we would love I, to have you back on our show again if you're yeah, up to it. I, I'd be, I'm more than happy to come back. Tell you what, let us get this release out and let us get our. Yeah. First- Preview out, and I'll be more than happy to come back and talk about where we're headed from here. Awesome. Fabulous. All right. So thanks a lot again, Jason, for being on our show, and uh, and we'll uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, guys. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Absolutely, right. Jason. Until next time, I'm Hodgett, and you'll find me on Twitter as at Hooch, H-O-O-R-G-E. And I'm Mick Pletcher, and you can find me on Twitter at Mick underscore Pletcher. And Jason, how can people find you? <laughs> Y'all can find me at, um, it's at the Jason Helmick on Twitter. And that's probably the best way. Just send me a tweet, <laughs> hit me a message. If we, you know, we'll go from there. All right. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.